Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. I'm Tracy Morgan. So nice to have you with us. Of course, this is our half hour that we get to talk to great professionals in and around the area about issues that are important to you and employment is high on that list right now. Lisa Gard is with us and she's with Specialized Staffing and we're going to be talking about different reasons to go to work even if you're making more on unemployment. Mm-hmm. So we'll let her discuss that in just a moment. But first, let me give you all the different ways that you can listen because you do have us on the radio. Of course, you do have us through Alexa powered devices. You just say, Alexa, play WISR 680. Online, you would have a chance to listen to us live or the podcast for the day. That's on our website at WISR680.com. And then you have an app that would go on your smartphone or your mobile device. So you can put that on whatever device you'd like and listen as you're on the go. So, all right, those are, that's the checklist for the day. Lisa Guard's on the phone with me. Hi, Lisa. How are you doing today? Hi, Tracy. Great, great. Good. Glad to be here. You're like my number one guests right now because everybody wants to know, <laughs> do, we, do we have jobs? Do we not have jobs? Are people going back to work? So, you know, before, yeah. before we get into all these reasons to go to work, what are you seeing? I always like to get an update from you. Yeah, sure. Well, we're still seeing lots of jobs out there, lots of opportunities. And, you know, I mean, it's summertime and it's kind of like the perfect storm. We see people, you know, you see people leave jobs to take higher paying jobs all the time. And right now, if the higher paying job is to stay home, you know, it does make sense, um, especially if your kids are home from school. So it is kind of like the perfect storm right now, but I think there are some reasons people, I'd like to share some reasons with people that they may not be thinking about that could compel somebody to at least be looking right now. Now, when you say uh, some reasons, 10 reasons to go to work, do you mean to go to an office or do you mean remote or is that a combination? Either or. I think it's just 10 reasons to be considering working rather than not working right now. Okay. And, and like I said, right now, it's very, um, it's very attractive to not work. If you're making more money, your kids are home from school. I totally get that. Those are, those are great reasons not to, but there are also some reasons to consider at least looking for work right now. And even though it might mean, you know, that with this extra 300 a, a week, I get it. You know, so this is a raise for a lot of people. So. Well, and, and let me ask you about that before we get into your 10 reasons. When you talk about that extra money that's coming in the child credit, is that just money that you're not getting later? Because if you're expecting that money later down the road when you get your taxes back, you may already have plans for that. Is it like just money now versus later or is that extra money for people? Well, I think I think it can be both. You know what I mean, depending on somebody's scenario. But the extra federal unemployment of three hundred a week—that's just that's just you know that's in your paycheck. Okay. All right. So, Lisa, let's get started with this. Some reasons, ten reasons that you have to go to work. Let's start us off. Go ahead. Sure. So, I think right now it's important to realize there are a lot of opportunities out there right now. Before the pandemic. You know, you could you could look at the at the help wanted ads. You could look on you know the 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 job sites and see the opportunities were there, but they weren't as plentiful as they are now. There are a lot of opportunities, a lot of very different and unique opportunities right now that you just may not even be aware of if you're not looking. So I think it's at least a great time to at least be perusing those sites and looking to see what's out there. 
All right. So how do we go about doing that? And, and I know we could work with you and we can talk about that. But a lot of us will just search maybe the same words online. You know, should we be creative with our search? Sure. Well, you can get as creative as you want, but there are a lot of tools out there. There are a lot of resources. There are certainly the job posting boards. There are the help wanted ads. There's, you know, websites, different websites, your website for one, but also working with recruiters is absolutely a great way to be connected with opportunities that may not even be advertised. So, and social media is also a great resource to look for opportunities. So we talk about these opportunities, and and my question is always when, when will the bubble break? Uh, You know, we don't want it to pop totally, maybe go down just slowly. (laughs) You know, you don't want it just to be over in a day. But but talk about, this is another reason why you say we should go to work. we got to think about how long these opportunities are going to be around. Exactly. So a lot of these jobs won't be available in September when things change. You know what I mean? The, the federal unemployment, at least as of now, ends in September. Kids go back to school in September. So, you know, but those opportunities may not be there at that time, especially, like I said, there are a lot of unique opportunities out there right now that I think you could miss out on if you're not at least paying attention. And, you know, we talk about that and the next point is everybody's, you know, that extra, that federal extra is, is running out in September. That's running out for everybody at the same time. So when you think about that, if, if that happens and if everybody at the same time decides, okay, now it's time to, you know, hop back into the job market, think about it. There's going to be a lot more competition at that time than there is right now. Are you able to describe a little bit what you mean by unique opportunities? Because again, maybe we're just so focused in our field that we don't think outside of what we do. What do you mean by unique opportunities? Well, just opportunities that that may not be there, that, that haven't been there, you know, po- prior to the pandemic and may not be there once September rolls around. There are a lot of opportunities that are vacant right now that weren't as a result of people leaving their positions, as a result of people retiring early. And, you know, companies are now being way more flexible. And so the opportunities are different now. You were asking about, do you mean, you know, going to work on site or do you mean going to work remotely? A lot of these remote opportunities or hybrid opportunities or flexible work arrangements weren't available before the pandemic. And I don't know how long they may continue to be available. So I think now is a great time to be looking. Let's go on to your next point that you have, which is about experience and, and a gap in, in your work, uh, in your resume. Can you talk about that? Right. So it's, it's just well known that when you're looking at a resume, it's much better to be able to see experience and, and work history than a gap in employment. It's better to be able to say, this is what I was doing than, okay, I was off you know what I mean? I was off. It's justifiable that people are off right now, but gaining experience is always better than a gap in employment. Can you talk about the worry that some may have when they have not necessarily a gap, but let's say they went from full-time to part-time, or maybe they went full-time to temp, or maybe they went mm-hmm. from a large market to a smaller market. Then there's larger mm-hmm. teams, a smaller team. You know, so you get my point that I'm going to ask. So um, yeah. let's say they, they 
when, you know, everybody thinks that you have to climb a ladder in a certain way. Does that prevent you from getting a job or does it make it harder when you want to get another full-time job, when you've kind of come down a couple of pegs, if you will, because it was the right decision for you at the time? Right. No, I don't think so. I think that's better than having just a gap in employment. I think I took this part-time job. I took this job with flexibility so that I could work remotely. It speaks to you were still working. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So absolutely. I don't think, and we've seen a lot of people do that. We've seen a lot of people do that because they don't know from one day to the next if their kids are going to be in school or out of school. And you and I've talked about this now for a long time, but you know, we've seen people who have opted to leave their full time careers because they didn't afford as much flexibility as, you know, part time. And of course then too, there's the flexible work arrangements that make it possible for people to do that as well. So no, I don't, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. And when you're going to that next interview, is it just best to be honest about why you chose to to make that move in your life? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's always best to be honest. And especially with what we've all just been through, people understand. Employers are very understanding. And they're more understanding now than they have been in the past about people's personal situations. So I think it, it definitely makes sense. And it, it is not as difficult to address that. It's interesting when you're talking to people, if you even mention the pandemic and a reason why you get that reaction of, oh, I get it. <laughs> you know, I totally yeah. get it. You know, and, and I, I understand what you're saying. Your point is, is, you know, you see that reaction a lot more and you feel like you're not so isolated in your decision because everybody gets it. Right. We were all in the same boat at the same time. So let's uh, keep going with your reasons. This is Lisa Gard with Specialized Staffing and Industry Recruiters, a great business to, to work with if you're trying to get a job. And, and keep in mind, folks, we can talk about this later, but working with Lisa and her crew, if you're trying to find a job, doesn't cost you any money. Her clients are actually the companies that pay her to get these positions filled. So we can talk about that later, but just keep that in mind as we're talking about going back to work because maybe you haven't worked with Lisa and her crew before. So this might be a, a good opportunity for you to do that. Again, it's specialized staffing and industry recruiters. And we're talking about 10 different reasons to go to work, even if you're making more on unemployment. So talk about the business's need of workers to fill these positions, Lisa. Yeah. So businesses need you right now. If you're, if you're not working, if you look and see the types of opportunities and the volume of opportunities that are out there and you see, you know, what companies are offering, they need you to be able to recover. Businesses can't operate if they don't have employees. And we're talking to businesses daily who are struggling to just keep up with their customers' needs because they just don't have enough employees. I was made aware a couple of weeks ago of a restaurant in Butler that was actually closed because they just didn't have anybody to work. And so it's, it's sad to see businesses have to actually close because they can't get people to work. And I do get it. I get it. But, you know, that's just another reason to consider going back to work, even if it's part time. The businesses need you to, to be able to recover and to be able to continue with economic growth. Do you see that a lot in Butler right now? Because uh, not only the business that you're mentioning, but I'm thinking of the lifeguard story that we keep talking about, that there's a lack of lifeguards. Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering how much you see that in Butler County. I just read a I just read an article this morning about a uh, a painter a painting contractor that doesn't have enough 
people. I mean, if you're, you know, looking to contract somebody to paint your house this summer, it's going to be challenging because there just aren't enough. It, it really is in pretty much every industry that I have been in contact with. And, you know, I'm in contact with my peers, the other staffing firms, and we all are, you know, talking about the same thing about how it's, it's the applicant flow is so weak right now. And it's just, Again, because, you know, people are, it's, it's the perfect storm. Kids yeah. are home from school. You can make more by staying home, taking care of the kids. Do the math. So let's talk about the the leverage, if you will. And I'm curious on which way you're going to go with this conversation. Are you talking about the leverage from the business side or leverage from the uh, potential employee side? Yeah. So if you're a candidate right now, if you're a job candidate, you've got a lot of leverage right now to negotiate everything from compensation to flexible work arrangements to benefits. I mean, right now it is a candidate's market. And if you've got good experience, good skills, and you are out there ready to apply for work and interview for positions, you've got more leverage than you will when, you know, there are more people in the, in the labor market for sure. So, Lisa, let me ask you about that, because let's say somebody wants to go for a new job and or they're trying to switch positions or just get back into the market, whatever their situation is. And we're talking about, yes, you have leverage, you have leverage, you have leverage. And I think we're not the only people talking about that. Obviously, it's a it's a topic of conversation out there in society. But you do still have to remember that there are other people up for this job. So how much can you play with that leverage <laughs> knowing that, let's say you want $80,000 and somebody's willing right. to do it for $50,000? You know, I mean, you could be the best person for the job and still lose the position because somebody has something that's more appealing to the employer. Sure. You could always, and you could always push that envelope a little too far. You know, you can only be so demanding. You need, you know, you do have leverage. I'm saying you have leverage, but within reason. So know what you bring to the table versus what's required. Know that if you bring everything to the table or more to the table, that you have more leverage than if you don't bring everything to the table, then you may be competing with a candidate that does bring everything to the table. And that's a very good point, Tracy. You know, I can't say that you can go out there and just, you know, nail every job that you, you know, have your, have your sights set on. You can't. There are other candidates out there, but there are less candidates out there now than there will be in a few months. So I just want to ask about salary before we move on to your other points here on, on why we mm-hmm. should get back to work. But uh, when I what I mean by salary is, again, a lot of times you'll go for a job and you have to put in your salary requirements or what's your range mm-hmm. and all of that. So if it's a computer system where you have to just put one figure Again, what do you do? Because what you think you should be compensated for may not be what they want to pay. Are companies able to pay that money right now? Mm-hmm. So if it's still a computer system where you where it won't allow you to leave that blank, I, I haven't seen very many of those. Typically what, what I see candidates do and what I expect candidates to do is to, you know, it's tough to answer that question before you know more about the position and what you're, you know, how well you're qualified. So I always say to answer that question with a question. And that is, you know, I would base my, my requirements on what I bring to the table versus what your need is. And I'd like to know more about that so that I can give you an answer, you know, and I don't know the range. If there's a range, 
you know, where do I fall in that range? And I think you work together with a hiring manager to determine that. Lisa Gard with a specialized staffing and industry recruiters talking about plenty of reasons that you need to go back to work, whether that's remote or a mix, or if you just go back into the office, even if you're making more on unemployment. So let's move on to thinking about our retirement. What do we need to think about our retirement in connection with our topic today? Right. So, you know, if you're if you're not working, you're not contributing to your retirement account and you're not you're not taking advantage of other employer sponsored benefits like health care. You know what I mean? You're not accruing those benefits. So I think it's important to realize that if you're not working, you're not contributing to your retirement account. And if you're the longer you're not working, the less you're you're contributing. So I think it's important to keep that in mind. That's very important. And then let's talk about the employer benefits, because how does that differ from the leverage that you have in getting a job? Right. Well, I think, you know, we we were talking about negotiating compensation, and I'd like to kind of circle back a little bit to one of the things you said about upfront when you're asked, you know, what your salary requirement is. Mm -hmm. One of the things about working with a recruiter, and and I'll I'll plug working with a recruiter here, but one of the things about working with a recruiter is you're not going to pigeonhole yourself by giving that number up front to a recruiter. If you're working with one of our recruiters and they ask you what is the minimum, you know, what what what's the, the line? You know, don't call you with opportunities that pay less than this. You have your bottom line. I have my bottom line. We know what we need to survive. And a recruiter doesn't want to waste your time. They don't want to waste their time. They don't want to waste their client's time. So when you give a recruiter that answer, then they won't waste your time with opportunities that pay less than what you absolutely need. It benefits everybody, including you, including the recruiter, and including the the company to get the best person in the job at the best offer possible. So it, it just does make sense, though, when you are working with a recruiter to let them know what that number is so that they're not wasting your time with opportunities that, you know, just aren't going to be feasible for you. So along the same vein, though, then when you're participating with employee benefits, is that good to also tell the recruiter? Because what if what if your husband or wife carries the benefits and you don't need the benefits? Yeah, sometimes that makes sense because... It, it always makes sense. And that's also a requirement. If you, re, if, if that's a requirement of yours, yes, you want to share anything that you require with a recruiter. That's the same as I won't travel more than an hour. Don't call me with opportunities that are an hour and 45 minutes away. Don't call me with opportunities that don't offer health care. Don't call me with opportunities that pay less than whatever, $70,000 a year. Does that make sense? So yeah. when you, you know, you're, you're feeding the recruiter, your requirements and the recruiter is only going to call you with opportunities that fulfill those needs, just like the recruiter is only going to consider candidates that fulfill their clients' needs. How is it, and I know we still have some other things to talk about, but how is it for you or or one of your team members when you call somebody with an opportunity and maybe the applicant says, no, I just don't really want to work there. Should the applicant feel guilty? Because they are trying to find a job. You are trying to find them them a position and you found something that would be a good fit, but maybe they just don't, don't feel that it's the right thing. How do you handle those kind of situations? Well, that happens. And you know what? Sometimes, 
sometimes people do say, I just don't want to work there. It might be a situation where I knew somebody that worked there and they said it was not a nice place to work. It might be, I've heard things about that industry. One of the things that we do is we get to know our clients, the customers, the companies we work with. We get to know them very well. We get to know their cultures. We get to know what makes them a great place to work. And it has happened in the past that we've talked to candidates who've said, oh, I heard that's a terrible place to work. And we go, wow, what did you hear? Well, let me share with you this. And we'll tell them, our side and at least it makes sense to go in and meet people and talk to them and learn more and we've found in the past that sometimes the things they've heard have been inaccurate Mm, okay so So it ends up working out Mm -hmm. it's all about communication right all about that communication specialized staffing and industry recruiters of course the business lisa guard the owner and we're talking to her about different reasons why you need to consider going back to work even if you think you're making more on unemployment. Mm-hmm. Any more uh, on the employer benefits element to our discussion? Not the employer benefits, but I will say right now, there are a number of employers that are offering sign-on bonuses, and some of them are substantial. So this is a good opportunity to take advantage of those sign-on bonuses, and those sign-on bonuses can be something that helps with child care, because I know child care is one of the barriers for some people. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, I, I was just listening to a conversation on my way to work about this. And you have to kind of weigh, you know, what it is that it costs. We'll just say child care since that's the topic at hand. You know, how much does it cost versus how much does it take to work? And is right. there flexibility nowadays with all companies, some companies that maybe you can balance that out with like working at home so you save that money yeah. on child care? A lot of companies who can are right now. A lot of companies who can be flexible and offer that, that flexible work arrangement are doing so because they have to, if they, if they want employees, they have to. I know a whole different conversation, which you don't have to answer this right now, but I'm wondering what this, (laughs) this does to our economy down the road. I mean, if everything's increasing, won't that send the cost of products up? Well, for sure. Inflation is definitely on the rise as a result, but I think that The sad thing is that there are so many businesses that can't, they're just not going to be able to survive if they can't find employees. Yeah. So, you know, it just, the economy is doing very well right now, but I don't, I mean, and this is so subjective, but I, it just, you know, the business person in my mind thinks, well, how long can this continue if businesses don't, you know, if they can't find employees to run their companies, how long is that going to continue? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's get to this last point on why we should consider going back to work. And, and you talk about having purpose and accomplishment in one's life. Talk about that for a minute. Sure. And that is, if you're a person who is, you know, goal-oriented, who's career-oriented, this is a sense of purpose and accomplishment. I mean, a lot of companies, when you think about it, companies have purposes. I'll use my company as an example. We're a recruiting firm, and we believe our our number one non-negotiable to work for my company is that you have to believe that what we do impacts the lives of the people we work with. If you quit your job and you take the wrong job, that impacts your life. If you quit your job and you take a better job, that impacts your life. We believe that we impact the lives of the people we work with, and we impact the success success of the organizations we work with. So 
for us, that's a sense of purpose. It's great that we get a paycheck, but for us, it's even greater when we get a thank you note from somebody who says, I am so happy in the job you placed me in. I just called one of our employees last week to let her know that she was named employee of the month. And she said to me, you know, I just want to thank you so much. This job means so much to me more than you'll ever know. It's changed my life. And I said, you know, that's, that's what, that's what we do. That's a sense of purpose. And you know, you can get that sense of purpose with anything you do if you're passionate about it. But if you're passionate about what you do career-wise, there's that sense of purpose and accomplishment. And I go back to when there's a crisis in someone's life and you go through a recovery period, it's kind of difficult sometimes to just kind of move forward. And if you think about Mm -hmm. the past year, year and a half or so as being a crisis moment, maybe somebody is still in a recovery mode and it's hard for them to move forward. And, And this would be a good way to be able to move forward is having some purpose and accomplishment in your life. Absolutely. Beyond what's at home, because there's certainly purpose and accomplishment with your family as well, and as it should be. But this is a different sense of purpose and accomplishment. And now, like I said, is a great time to be considering those opportunities because there's so much flexibility being offered that if you need to gradually dip your toe back in that pool as opposed to diving in, you know, to a full-time position, now's the time to do it. Absolutely. Specialized staffing and industry recruiters. We only have about five minutes left. So I will ask you to, again, touch on the topic of how it is free for an applicant to work with you and your clients are those businesses that are paying you to try to fill their positions. Right. And I always appreciate that you bring that up. So yes, if you are considering evaluating opportunities to go to work or make a move. If you're currently working and you're thinking about other opportunities, either way, if you give us a call, you can have a conversation with us. We'll get to know what you're looking for, what your skills are, what you're interested in, and it doesn't cost you anything. We will contact you with opportunities that match what you're looking for. We won't waste your time with opportunities that don't pay what you want, that are further than you want to travel, anything like that, but it doesn't cost you anything. Our The companies we work with, pay our fee. They pay us to find the very best people to fill those positions. And keep in mind, we're not conducting a job search. We're conducting a candidate search. So it is the candidate that best fits the opportunity that we place. It's Specialized Staffing and Industry Recruiters. As always, it's a pleasure to talk to you, but give us your contact information in case we'd like to to call you and try to go down this road with you. Absolutely. The best way to reach us is through our website because you can go on there and you can click and you can see all the opportunities we're working on right now and you can even apply online and then someone will contact you or you can just give us a call. But the website is thebestworkwithus.com and the phone number is 724-287-8380. Final thoughts for us today, Lisa. Yeah. So there was one more. I thought of an 11th and that <laughs> an 11th the reason bonus. to think about it's the bonus. <laughs> working. Yes, it's a bonus. But really, when you think about it, how technology changes daily and keeping up with your skills, keeping up with trends and technology, you take a year off. Think about how how much technology changes. So I think keeping up with your skills and technology is also another reason. But, you know, all in all, I just think even if you're not really ready to go back, like not ready to accept something tomorrow, but I think now is at least a good time to look because you won't even know what's out there if you're not looking until later this fall. And just by looking, you could end up updating your resume 
where it could be so old and ancient and maybe you haven't updated like your LinkedIn profile or your social media platforms because employers sure. look at that stuff. For sure. Yeah. So always a good opportunity just to go ahead and start looking. Lisa Gard, again, specialized staffing and industry recruiters based here in Butler, but they reach far beyond. Lisa, as always, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. And folks, thank you very much for listening to this segment. If you would like to listen to this again, you're more than welcome to do that on our website. It's WISR680.com. You pick programs and then let's talk. I'm Tracy Morgan with Let's Talk.